Now they've got another shorthanded rush. Stone is in, stops, scores! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Over to the right side, sixth attacker is on. Carlson to the left, Petrangelo shoots wide, rebound, score! Chandler Stevenson ties the game. 4-4 with a minute 35 to play. Power play goal. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two of the VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas, Chris Chapman, Lindsey Brown, soon to be joined by our good friend. Wait, has he? Has he he's got to earn it, so I, I should take that back. Soon to be joined by Brian McCormick, the voice of the Henderson Silver Knights, just to talk about what's going on down in Henderson, as, of course, the, they are not on a bye week this week. And uh, Brian, of course, will be joining us in a minute. But, uh, you know, just to just to recap a little bit, uh, I always enjoy talking with Jamie Hirsch because she's such a knowledgeable, she's very personable. She comes across almost like you're talking to a friend when you have them on as your guests. And I always love those types of guests where the conversation can just flow freely. And Jamie is such a great guest because that's how I always feel the conversations are when, when we have her on, like I'm talking to an old friend, but um, you know, hadn't had her on the show in a while, but I think we'll have to work on getting her back on um, a, a few times as uh, we get ready for Brian McCormick. Of course, silver Knights, they are back in action. I think, Saturday, they take on the Ontario Reign in that one. Um, but uh, just waiting to know when we have McCormick up. Uh, and as I mentioned, as we were going to break, we are we are going to talk a little bit about this tweet from uh, Super Agent Alan Walsh because uh, he had his he gave his opinion on Bo Horvat being traded to the Islanders, and there was some really interesting uh, backlash. I, I don't know if backlash is the right word, but some conversation that comes from that uh, his tweet because of what he was advocating for. Uh, of course, one-timers will also be coming up in the second hour uh, as well as catching up with Chapman um, as we are <laughs> having. It's never a dull moment in this studio with the... Uh, not working. It's weird. I know. Our, our our phone system. See, it's not just me. So when Darren Millard makes fun of me and the phones, now, now we know because I'm on the other side of the board today, the proverbial glass. It rings once and then it doesn't ring anymore. Oh, boy. So, uh, yeah, Lindsay will we'll try to get that worked out. But just so you know, it's not me when the phone here at the LBC does not work. It's generally a phone issue. Um, hopefully, you know, it's weird. Like, all the studios around here are being redone, and ours is the last one to get redone. Um, I think ESPN across the hall is the next, but Comp, Point, and Raider Nation Radio have all had their studios redone. I think ESPN is next, and then we will be getting ours lastly, probably sometime closer towards the end of the year. Um, do we have Brian? No, but I'm going to have him call us. Ah, okay. We're going to try to cut off the, the head of the snake and okay. figure it out from there. Yeah, all right. So as I was saying, I their their next game is actually Friday. They take on the Colorado Eagles. Uh, you can catch that game on our sister station, 1230. The game puck will drop in that one at 7. And, of course, Brian will be on the call. And they have a 
another game on Saturday against Colorado Eagles before they take their bye week. They'll be back on the 11th of February against those pesky Ontario Reign, who I remember when the Reign were in the ECHL. I don't. I wonder how many other people remember when the Ontario Reign were, were in the ECHL. I used to go watch them against the Wranglers out at the Orleans Arena. That was always a fun a fun atmosphere because you had the the Ontario Reign against Las Vegas. Not too far separated. And Lindsay, maybe, fingers crossed, no. We got a tap dance. We got a tap dance. Tap, I texted him, so he should be calling us, but every time I call it rings once and then it doesn't go anywhere. So I don't really know what to do. I tried the hotline, I tried the first line. We must talk to our almost friend Brian. I know. But he has to accept the invitation. So the ball well, is in his court. I, I think yeah, he has to accept the invitation to call us. But, I know. Um you know, it's it's weird that it's it's never a dull moment. Live radio is never. There's never a dull moment. Do you want me to do my thing right now? Since oh yeah yeah yeah, because Lindsay had her musings. We didn't get to get well, to. Well, yesterday so. I brought to us a suggestion to uh, basically get rid of the net skirts, and maybe that's a little bit too far. But then again, we're taking away equipment from goalies, so I figured we could take it away from somewhere else, an inanimate object, to make it a little bit easier for the rest of us. But today I was a little less creatively driven, so I went to my notes. And I, you mentioned yesterday, I do note cards. I have sheets when I go to the Gold Knights games, but when I'm watching at home. Say on the uh, 9th of January, just earlier this year, okay. I was watching the Edmonton LA Kings game. And I was noticing that Adrian Kemp, he was a very, very solid player for them. We always like to talk about Anze Kopitar, about Philip Deneau, about Drew Doughty as, as the true pushes of the team. But Adrian Kemp, he's probably their most talented player. He right was an now. all-star last year. He was indeed. And we don't like to talk about him, especially how often he goes five-hole. And the reason why he is so successful in shooting five whole goals. So he's got very whippy wrists, very whippy, very decisive wrists. And you always think, oh, I got to go bar down to score goals on these guys. They're so big. Nope. It's all about hitting these guys, or at least fooling guys in between the breaths. Because when you're playing a goalie like Jeff Skinner, not Jeff Skinner, Stuart Skinner, Jeff Skinner's on Buffalo. Stuart yeah, Skinner, Stuart, Stuart Skinner is yeah. the net minder for the Edmonton Oilers, at least one of them. <laughs> he's got pinball pads, big time five hole because he's got really long legs. So it's easy to get those rebounds and it's easy to get those five holes to open if you just get him moving a little bit right to left or left to right after one little move. And so uh, also I had some notes on Nick Nurse, who happens to be not the greatest defenseman of all time. Even though he gets paid, I think, about $9 million or so. You can really get after him Darnell, on the forecheck. Darnell Nurse? Yes. What did I yeah. say? Nick. He coaches the Raptors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all of the nurses to our north yes, gather. Yeah. But he's easy to kind of overtake on a four check because he's very long, very lanky. Nick Hag can kind of fall victim to this once in a while, too, if you're able to kind of get after him with a, a smart, ferocious speed. And if you want to talk about Kevin Fiala, he's got all that in a bag of chips. That guy is an absolute missile of a human being. And as long as he's not taking dumb penalties, which he does a lot. He's probably the best player on that team, on the LA Kings, which is kind of wild considering how talented they truly are. And then somebody named Connor McDavid. Um, <laughs> stripping people from behind like crazy. You're never truly safe with them. You're always looking to get a pass from Leon Drysettle, but usually he's the one that's creating turnovers, and that's why he's a little bit of a Mark Stone light in that particular area of his game. Brian, just crickets! Yeah. Crickets! I, I, I'm not sure what's going on with McCormick. I mean, me he hasn't texted me back. It's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah, because I want to talk about Gage Quinney and, and well, let's just do this. Let's let's do that for the second segment. We'll just switch the second se- segment with the first segment since we're already halfway there, living on a prayer. Well, if it calls though, and then we have to dump out of one timers. 
Well, I like I like we, this we on the fly stuff. We have to pedestalize our guests. Yes. So if he calls in, he calls in. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Okay. Easy enough. All right. So you have the the, the music for one timers there. So let's go ahead and just do one timers. Are you for reals? Yeah. All right. One, two. Maybe a two on one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one timers. One timers. Short handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. All right. <laughs> one timers. We, we do this on the fly. The, the, the joy of live radio. So um, the all star game rosters have been worked out. I know we mentioned yesterday we weren't sure what was going to happen with Bo Horvat. The NHL has taken the unprecedented step. I shouldn't say that because I have no idea if it's ever happened it's a before. Buzzword. In any other sport, I'm sure it has. I mean, because Derek Carr, by the way, I'll talk about... I'll, also I'll talk about, a very awkward situation. Yes. Way so, more awkward than this one. So as we mentioned yesterday on the show, Bo Horvat traded to the New York Islanders for... First round pick. Anthony, Anthony Beauvillier and a prospect. Another dude. It, it's it's weird because it doesn't seem like the Canucks got enough in return. Well, they got a first-round pick. That's a big return. Ish. Ish. So, Bo Horvat, of course, was the Vancouver Canucks representative in the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. He will play for the Pacific Division despite the fact that he is a New York Islander. Yeah. What's, what's weird is, you know when they do the, the, the ceremony the night before? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen if when Bo Horvat competes in his whatever skills competition he's in, if he's going to represent the Islanders or the Canucks. I, well, I think if he's in the Pacific Division. Yeah, but, but here's the bit. This is where they got smart because back in the day, they used to not give everybody new equipment for these games. They'll have special gloves, special helmets, special everything. So yeah. it's not like he's wearing his Canucks or Islanders gear because you're just wearing all-star but, gear. But in the skills competition, the skills competition, however, you do wear... Your team representative jersey. I hope they give him just a blank black jersey that with just the says NHL Bo, logo. Yeah. Bo on Bo, the back Bo knows. with the NHL. Bo knows. Yeah. Just make Bo knows what's See, going on. Because if I'm him, yeah. I'm not wearing the Canuck stuff. No. I'm not, not a member anymore. of that organization anymore. I don't want to wear the Canucks gear. And like I said, I don't know what, what competition he's going to be in. But that alone makes me want to watch what's going to happen on Friday night in the skills competition because I would love to see Bo Horvat come out and wear his Islanders shirt. Yep. Wear his Islanders gloves and socks and his pants and be all set to go. Yeah, if they can get you all-star stuff in a box down here in Vegas, they can certainly send something down to Bo Horvat in Florida. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's such a, it's a weird, weird timing. And by by virtue of this, no team from the Pacific Northwest, the the Canucks or the Kraken because the Kraken do not, not have like a. We're trying to grow the game up there, anyways. Chap. Well, what what what, what bothers me? What bothers me about this is I feel like the league kind of dropped the ball. Yeah, they did. And it's not, nothing against Chandler Stevenson, but I I personally believe if a player from a specific team, in this case Maddie Beniers, unable to play in the All-Star game due to unfortunately an injury, he should have been replaced by another by player. another player I from agree. the Seattle Kraken. We now, had to do if, it. If you wanted to add Chandler Stevenson, fine. But 
and, and I don't know. You called for the inclusion of Martin Jones yesterday against everybody's better judgment. Yes. You're saying, Marty Jones, we must have. It might be the best all-star game break of all time. Martin Jones is played you like you, you You take one game away Most from Martin Jones. get worse after getting scored on a bunch in that weekend. He might be better. He might have the reverse psychological effect where he gets lit up so bad. He's like, oh, I feel like I just got an adjustment. And, and, and here's the thing. If, if, if I'm Bruce Cassidy. Yeah. I want Stuart Skinner or Martin Jones to be in there and get lit up. Well, I yeah, technically yes, but I'm just saying like it's not a fun time for goalies to be in these games. No, it's it's. But he's he doesn't usually have that great of a time in normal games, so maybe this one will set him straight. I, I think Bruce will enjoy the All Star game. He, oh as my long God, as I, will he? I think I mean, as long like as he can play some golf. Vacation to Florida. I, I think for I think him, he'd rather stay here and hang out with his fam unless he's bringing him with. Well, last time he brought his kid. Yeah. So he's got two, right? Two or three? I think he's got two. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't. I don't know uh, so much Picking about picking favorites. Bruce never. Yeah. Works out yeah. Very but well. I, he mentioned bringing bringing one of them to okay. to the game um, when he was there the last time, and they played some golf, and the kid got a stick from someone. I can't remember who he said the kid got a stick from, but I mean, I'd that, be a kid of an NHL coach. Like, I know. Yeah, you want to go take a picture with Ovi? I guess. How well? And Ovechkin is a guy who who collects sticks. Oh, does he? He's got. Gotta make a few few beer pong tables, huh? Yeah. Imagine now, if you were at the All Star game, if you were if you were a player, mm-hmm. who would you who would you go get a stick from? Who who would you walk up to? Well, like I if you're Logan sticks? Thompson, oh boy, or Stuart Skinner, and you, you you're at your first All Star game, you're a rookie. That's a good question. Who does who does I'm Lindsey just Brown like legacy? Because then you go for Sid, or you go for for Ovi. I go get Jason Robertson's stick. Is he in it? Robert Roberto's in it, right? He's got to he be, right? To be. He's the best young talent this NHL has to offer. <laughs> I go because you go legacy, but then you also want to get in on the ground floor on some people. And I really think that kid's kid is exceptional. I think the way that he attacks the net front is unique. I think that he's surrounded by the right players that are going to teach him how to improve the other aspects of his game. I'm a very, very scared team if I'm lining up against the Dallas Stars in the playoffs. I really am. And a lot of it has to do with that kid's talent. I was thinking about it. Whose stick would I get? Yeah. And I, I've come to the decision that it would be Tage Thompson. That's also a good For, for starters, yeah, the stick is probably taller than me. Yeah, because you could use it as a, a Swiffer for your fans. Right, yeah, because Tage Thompson's like, what, 6'7"? I mean, he's he's like he's like a small forward in the NBA. He's so big. Yeah, all so, he has to do is keep the puck a little bit outside. What are you gonna do? Watching, yeah, it watching me. him skate with the puck is is, is something because ridiculous. It, it's like the the reach he has. Um, you know what? Or I, pasta. You go after pasta. Get pasta stick. You know what's cool about Pasternak? Huh. When you look up what his salary is, it's all sixes across the board. Yeah. Pasternak is all sixes. Now, he is an unrestricted uh, un, uh, free agent at the end of the season. I would imagine No, he's he will, not. I, <laughs> he's not getting away. No, I, I They're can't. They're going to sign him. I can't see a situation where Boston lets him get away. He'll but take less money to stay. I, I don't think he'll be sixes across the board. I think I think he's a guy who's played himself into heart trophy discussion. 100%. And On a yearly basis. Yes, yes. He, he never gets added for whatever reason, and I don't know if it's because... He's overshadowed by playing with with Marshawn and 
Bergeron, which is crap. Well, is it if, just if the two that's names the case, you always associate with the team but, first. But Pasternak is is automatic. Yeah, I mean he's an and he will be once Ber- once Bergie retires, he will be. Yeah, I mean. It's this is, I think, his last year. It, it's it's the last. It's cast. hard to imagine the Boston Bruins without Patrice Bergeron. One hundred percent. Like, but the beer uh, leagues come for us all, Chapman. I know, I know. Aside from the fact that Patrice Bergeron is a one hundred percent all around great human being, one of the best. It's what he does on the ice too that just kind of separates him from from the others. It's like. You root for the guy because he's an amazing human being, but you also root for the guy because he's an incredible hockey player. Yeah, he plays the right way. He's yeah, there, the guy there's you'd never say to controversy. Kids, watch a two-way hockey player takes his yep. South game as as seriously as his North one. He's the guy to watch. Okay, I like to change my answer because if I say anything about Igor Shesterkin, it's kind of blasphemous. yeah. But is a goalie going to give you his paddle? Yeah. You think so? The, they, they got they got a ton of them too. And yeah, uh, but they maybe give not them- everybody has the Golden Knights equipment budget where we got a helmet for every different <laughs> Tuesday of the month. I know. <laughs> I've never seen. So many different sets of goalie gear in my entire life. I had one set for my entire collegiate career, and I'm not doing apples and oranges, but it's just kind of ridiculous. What about Kale McCarr? He's all right. Yeah. I already have his jersey, and so he's going to be one of those guys, like we all know, Norris Trophy winner, if not top three consideration for the next 10 years, so we can get him next year. Okay. That's that's uh, pr- pretty pretty fun. I mean, there, there's a lot of guys though. Like I look around, but yeah, I, I think Tate Thompson would probably be the guy. That's a good one to pick. I, I, I a it's his, I believe it's his, it is his first All Star game. Yep. But also the fact that the stick would be really cool because it's just a massive stick. Yeah. But um, so three stars of the oh, week. I think Brian's calling in. Oh, we'll tell him we'll call him back after the break then. Okay. Um, our three stars of the week in the NHL: Claude Giroux. William Nylander and Andre Vasilevsky, and I forgot my paper in the office that had the unbelievable weeks that these three guys had. So I won't go won't go too much into detail with with that because I clearly don't have it in front of me. But um, we did get Brian McCormick, so we will. Well, I think we did. I answered it, and then I didn't hear anything on the other end, so I said we'll call you back after break. So oh, who knows oh, with these oh. phones? Alexander oh, yeah, Graham yeah. Bell would be like, what he, the hell is going he, on he, in here? He did text me back. He said, yeah, he'll call us. So okay. why don't we give away our last pair of tickets? This is good planning by you. As we head to break. I like this. One more pair of tickets. Golden Knights, Anaheim Ducks. February the 12th. It is Super Bowl Sunday. A noon puck drop in that one if you're just joining us. Mm. Uh, it is an afternoon game because it is Super Bowl Sunday. So I, I'm trying to rack my brain. I don't recall the Golden Knights playing a game at home on Super Bowl Sunday. I don't know why you would. And if they have, maybe maybe the only time they have maybe was the the season in the uh where there was limited attendance, the 56 game season, but sure. I don't even recall that. But anyway, we'll give one last pair of tickets away for the Golden Knights and the Anaheim Ducks. Quick reminder, me and Lindsay will be out at Oyo tomorrow doing the show. Uh, they have a Hooters out there, and I Good love for you. I love the wings. I'm sure you do. No, I'm sure you do. Listen, I'm a married guy. That, that place doesn't are. do I'm it sure for me. You but do. Uh-huh. the wings. None of those other guys in there either. They're just in there for the wings. Yeah. <laughs> so if you go to Hooters just for the wings, right, Bobby? Exactly. All right, we're going to take a break. What caller should we give those tickets away Let's to? Let's go number seven. All right, those are your one-timers on Tuesday, January, on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. All right, welcome back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. We got a little more cold play. Second time today. I like this song so much. By the way, people people may not know that Coldplay, this particular song the, that's playing right now, the part that's playing now, actually from a band called Kraftwerk, who were a German, like, they oh were kind God. of a German rap group. They were kind of like the forefathers of, of rap because such, so much of their stuff was sampled. But well, At least this one's not about Gwyneth Paltrow. No, did they actually write songs about Gwyneth Paltrow? Yeah, isn't Yellow all about Gwyneth Paltrow? Is it? Pretty sure. I never really looked at the lyrics. I just know the song. Okay. Yeah. I think my kid could play that on piano, by the way, which is kind of fun. That's pretty sweet. Wonder, yeah. I wonder if Brian knows. Yeah, Brian. Oh, no. Stop it. <laughs> Can you come over here? I have him on the line. It says busy. Like, why is this not working? Oh, no. Why is well, this not working? I, I don't know. <laughs> Well, this is your board. I know, but oh no! Oh uh, I'm gonna lose my. Do you want to? Do you want to? Why is it busy? Do you want to try calling Brian back? No, I don't. <laughs> He's on the line. I have him on the line. Why is it a busy tone? I I don't know. <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna fire myself. Oh, I literally well, don't get don't this fire yourself. Get oh Brian on the phone. <laughs> This has been this has been an adventure in uh in, in I'm scared to drop it because I feel like we're not gonna No no you could drop it. He's he's not there. He's definitely not there. I can't even, oh my God. Wait, is he there now? No, he, no, hold on. Brian, are you there? I hope so. Oh, there we go. <laughs> hey, I I have no idea. You know, Darren Millard likes to talk about the ghosts of the old Montreal Forum. But I think we've got some ghosts in the studio because this is this is uh, oh, Stephanie Texas that we need Kevin. But Brian, I think McCurry, I think they're just the powers that be, the phone companies, the Illuminati, Darren Millard himself. Someone's trying to keep you and I from talking silver night hockey, and uh, we beat them. So I'm happy. about Yeah, that. yeah. I, I was going to say talking New York Jets football, but that's another show, different different day, different time. <laughs> I, I, I'm willing to be stopped in that yeah. uh, that so, realm. You know, you know how funny I I, I saw that Tyler Huntley was going to be in the Pro Bowl, and I texted my buddy and I said, "Shouldn't Mike White have gotten the call over Tyler Huntley?" But I I digress. Think they <laughs> he texted me. He goes, "None. Nobody deserves to go to the Pro Bowl." But anyway, uh, Brian is the voice of the Henderson Silver Knights, of course. Uh, also host of the uh, the Wednesday afternoon. HSK Today! Yeah, right? And you guys will be rolling live tomorrow. It'll be you and Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Yep, me, Lindsay, Darren Elliott's going to join us, and Braden Paul as well. We're going to be at M Resort, uh, the nighttime hockey bar from 2 to 3. So should be a lot of fun. We'll talk a little bit of uh, AHL All-Star Weekend with Braden Paul. He'll be going there the 5th and 6th in Laval, and it uh, should be a lot of fun. I don't know if you guys can hear it. It's, it's rocking and rolling behind me. We're at the first STM event, season ticket member event for the Silver Knights. Uh, so we're at the Dot Alone Center, and right now they're signing a couple uh, thousand autographs. So uh, having a fun night, but it's going to spill over into tomorrow. Now, two things. You should have seen how wide Lindsay's eyes got when you mentioned Darren Elliott, because I think she's a big fan of... Oh, I just, of, I'm excited the for the show. Yeah, he's he's great. I I love listening to Darren because the other Darren, right? Darren Elliott. 
not Darren Millard, although I like listening to Darren Millard as well. But but Darren Elliott, I, I feel like he gives such a different perspective because he played at such a high level. Uh, I, I think I heard that he actually won his first game at Madison Square Garden, which is certainly a, a very cool memory to have. But he was an Olympian, too, and that's pretty – I think it was the 84 Olympics in Sarajevo. I don't know for sure, but I think I think I'm close. Uh, look, I, I, I got a decent chance of being right there because he's not that old, and, and – you know, there's they only happen every four years. So, um, yeah. But well, no, I can I can relate to Lindsay because I get to work with Darren all the time. He does so many of our TV broadcasts on the HSK side, which is why it's fun to have him on HSK today occasionally because he's you know he's very well uh, studied on the league, and his son right now plays with the Rochester Americans, so he knows the AHL well. Uh, but I, I'm fangirling all the time as well. He's he's just such a cool guy. He knows so much, so I try to keep my composure at all times. I don't think he's on to me yet. <laughs> uh, but uh, anytime I get to hang out with Darren Elliott, it's a good day for me. Now you you talked about Brandon Pahal being an All Star. I thought Pahal played played pretty admirable when he came up this this season for to play uh, fill in for the for the Golden Knights. But pretty awesome that he's an All Star and and he gets to go to Lavelle. For those who don't know, that is a suburb of Montreal. So Lavelle Rocket is the affiliate that will be hosting this year's AHL All Star game. So. What's has he kind of talked to you? What what the experience being up here was like, and now getting the call to be an all star? Yeah, you know, the, the couple of times I've talked to, to Braden Pahal, and this really dates back to preseason when he got a pretty good look from the uh, the VCK coaching staff before ultimately being sent down to, to Henderson. You know, he plays a physical game, a sandpaper game, a mean game. I think that fits well. He, he said this system that Bruce Cassidy brought in fits me really well. I think it allows him to play with that edge in the defensive zone without running around. Uh, so I know they were happy with what he did up there. He was happy with what he did up there. And I think that also helped him as a player who wears a C on his sweater down here in Henderson. You know, he got that midway through last year. Uh, admirable job. But I think sometimes when you get the, you know, it's almost self, self-fulfilling. self it's, it's legitimizing to get a long NHL look to hear you're doing things right and then come down to the AHL and be a leader. You know, when you've, when you've played the NHL game, done so well, and, and given yourself an opportunity, for more looks in the future, I think that makes you, you know, whatever leadership swagger is required to, to be a captain, I think it only fuels that uh, that sense of self that makes someone good in that position. So since he's come back, uh, same physical game, same scrappy, uh, mean game, and, and he's got a little bit of offensive touch too. But certainly since he comes back, he's come back. He's a player that proved he, he can play up there, and that only gives him uh, – more, more to work with when he's down here in Henderson. You know, my favorite statistic, and, and it's probably not his favorite statistic, but his penalty minutes jump off the chart. Like, I love to see old-school guys who, who just rack up the minutes but also have a little bit of of game. And Pahal is one of those guys because he's got a ton of penalty minutes. I think he leads the team. But he's also obviously an all-star caliber player. So, so that's a pretty cool little uh, tie there. For sure, and, you know, he'll drop the gloves, but it's not that he, he's not the, the go-to guy on this roster for that either. Kyle Marino or Jermaine Lowen are more likely to drop him when uh, when it has to be done, and Braden Ball will. It's just not his uh, – he's not the guy who gets tapped first, perhaps. But he is a guy who, you know, last week against the Calgary Wranglers, Redeem Zahorna and uh, Adam Klapka for the Wranglers are both six foot seven. He hit-checked both on the same shifts, and both of them end over end on a penalty kill. And that was kind of a, uh, a thunderous exclamation point of, hey, we're going to be tough to play against. And also, again, with some gumption, being tough to play against isn't just penalty mitts. You know, if you're 
you're racking up 100 penalty minutes for a good reason, that's fair enough. But penalty minutes are also a time when your team is down. So if it's going to be penalty minutes, it's got to be penalty minutes that are worth something. And Braden Pahal makes players think twice before they cross the blue line. So, you know, that, ang- that, that angry game, that spicy game that he plays, it's productive. It's not penalty minutes or, or you know, hacking and whacking an ankle just for the sake of racking up penalty minutes. He does it because he plays mean and because players are different on the ice knowing that they have to keep an eye out for him. Well, if there's anything that we know about this organization is that they love hip checks. And we talk about the call-ups within each layer of this organization that have been numerous, especially this season, with a lot of guys getting an opportunity with the big club. But one guy that hasn't yet is Brendan Brisson. And I don't want to expect the world from a guy who's just learning how to be a pro. He's still fresh out of Michigan. But what does he need to do in your mind to put himself in consideration for those call-up opportunities? Well, I think he just needs to, to continue to grow. And, you know, I think for the BTK, when you're going to bring a player up, you want to put him in a position to succeed. And if you look at guys who have been consistently brought up, Jonas Romberg, Byron Fraze, those are guys who have, have a, a decent body of NHL work to, to judge against in playing lower six checking roles. For Brendan Brisson, I think they want him to, to get comfortable at the AHL level, to dominate at the AHL level, and that's still coming. But, you know, it comes in phases. At the first two months of the season, we were talking about, you know what, Rasan is getting more aggressive on the walls. He's harder to play against on the perimeter. There's puck battles. There's a possession element to his game. He added that. Okay, good. What's next? Well, we want him scoring more. He's going to have to produce more from the inside. He has to get to the middle and create shots. He's done that over the last couple of weeks. He's got, I think, let's say he's got three goals now in his last six games, something of that, uh, something of that degree. Uh, he's, he's actively now trying to get off the wall, force himself to the middle, and put himself in high percentage areas. So that's all part of learning. Uh, it's also, you know, for a player with his first full year of pro hockey, let's let him look uh, exorbitantly comfortable down here and make the right decisions and do the right things and make the right reads, and that's coming along very, very well. But, uh, you know, I, I think right now for, for Bruce Cassidy, there are more established or, or, you know, players who's you know how their puzzle piece fits in in the VGK picture. For Brendan Brisson, he's still figuring out what, uh, what his puzzle piece is going to look like, and you know, that's, that's what the first year is most importantly all about, especially when they have other options to choose from. Well, and one of those options that's been playing really well is Gage Quinney, who's already tied his career high in goals this season and has really been the offensive catalyst for this team that sometimes runs dry. What do you think has enabled him to take this step in his development in your mind? Oh, an absolute monster. And, you know, I think this year is, is such an important year for Gage Quinney. It's a, it's a show-me year. It's a prove-it year. And not that he's being challenged. It's that the last two years he's not been healthy so you know that inhibited him with ice time that, that limited him and you know, i think now he's 100 percent this year and they said okay let's see where you're at no different than jake bischoff who missed uh, over a year due to his rehab of, of a lower body injury so i think it was a matter of let's you know let's see what you can do and we'll, we'll revisit it and all he's done is arguably been the most dangerous goal scorer in the western conference for the last month he has, I, I want to say it's 14 goals in his last 18 now, something of that nature. And it comes from everywhere. He's tough to, tough to uh, not tough to move around the front of the net, but when there are loose pucks, he finds him and he gets it elevated quickly. So he's got a goal scorer's touch in tight, and if you're going to give him room from the dots, he'll pick a corner, a corner on you as well. So I think he's very good at moving about his instincts as a goal scorer to find the softness of the ice and to be findable by his line mates is, uh, is tremendous. And... And again, he just has natural finish. And we've talked about this before, Lindsay, on the HSK show. Take two players. One of them's a goal scorer. One of them's not. Give them the exact same opportunity. 
The non-goal scorer is going to score 2 out of 10. The goal scorer is going to score 7 out of 10. Gage Quinney has natural goal-scoring ability. He's finishing, and uh, the Silver Knights have been relying on it heavily. You know, one of the one of the things that the Golden Knights have, uh, I want to say, an abundance of, and it's translated down the pipeline to Henderson, is guys on the blue line. Like, we, we already talked about Pahal, but this is a team that also has uh, Daniil Marimanoff on the blue line. Um, uh, Kaden Korzak is is getting looks with, with the big club. Leighton Ahak as well on the blue line. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting someone off the top of my head. Daniil Cheka, another another big prospect on that blue line. Lucas Cormier. What is it? Is there similarities in their games, or are they all kind of their own different player and, and I guess, maybe gives the Golden Knights different options when they're looking at guys to call up? Yeah, I'd say there's, there's pretty much difference in that. You know, again, Braden Ball, we talked about the, the, the edge to his game. Aiden Korzak is a steady, dependable, 200-foot, good first-pass kind of D-man. And I think all of these players, when they've gotten their NHL shot, they've looked comfortable because they've been able to go up there and be themselves. Daniel Miramanov is an offensive defenseman. Lucas Cormier is kind of filled into that space that Daniel Miramanov left behind. Uh, Cormier into, I, I think today is still third, I think, among AHL rookie defensemen in scoring. Uh, Daniel Cheka, a second-round pick in 2021, a little slower to start the year. Again, any defenseman in his first year of pro, it's going to be a challenge, but he's starting to come into his, his own and be a little more comfortable in his own skin, his own, you know, he's using his size and his reach. He's gotten better in the last month or so. But, you know, everyone brings something different. But, you know, this, this organization doesn't ask you to be anything that you're not. No one who is not offensive-minded is being asked to be offensive-minded. You're allowed to be yourself. They drafted you because they like what you were as yourself. Uh, and the most important thing is if you can play within the system they're asking you to play, you know, you're, you're going to be a useful player. And then there's going to be those intangible in-between moments where you can flash what you particularly do well. If it's late Nahak on a penalty kill, taking up pretty much the entire bottom half of the zone himself. You know, Jake Bischoff has been a shot-blocking machine. Whatever you do well, that's what they brought you in to beat. And I think that's what makes it comfortable for the Demon when they do get called up is you're not being asked to, okay, you're replacing Braden McNabb. Be Braden McNabb if, if you, for a hypothetical name if someone were to be out. That's not what they're asking you to do. They're saying be Caden Korzak. Uh, and when when you do that, the, the game doesn't get too big for anybody, uh, and it doesn't require anybody to reinvent themselves on the fly. We've talked about the front. We've talked about the middle. We would be remiss if we didn't talk about the goaltending of this team. I would say that the depth even extends to that position group because uh, Laurent Persois has been pretty good since returning from injury. Do you expect him to be a silver knight for the duration of the season, or do you think he's going to get flipped? all hard to say. You know, I've, I've not heard any conversations of that plan. I mean, they brought him down here because they wanted him to play well. And Laurent Brassois said that himself. He said, you know, you look at the offseason I had, it was a lot of rehab and recovery and, and just hoping to be able to, to feel good again. Uh, and he says he's felt better with his lower body than he's felt at any point in his career. So, you know, he's put up terrific numbers. In, in December, they were video game numbers. January, it's been a little bit of a regression to the mean, but still uh, top flight, he and Yuri Patera have been phenomenal. So, you know, I don't know where those conversations are going to go. What I do know is that he and Yuri Patera have been one of the better batteries in the Western Conference this season. Uh, and, you know, Laurent Bressois is looking to his next start. He's not looking over his shoulder to, to see what the news clippings say or anything of that nature. He's, he's playing uh, day in, day out, and he's doing a pretty good job of it. 
Yeah, Yuri Patera, you mentioned him, and he's he's been with the organization since the very first draft. Um, and now, he, as you mentioned, he's getting a lot of playing time with the Silver Knights. What 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 do you see in his game, and, and how does it translate to the next level? Confidence, for sure, uh, and, and battle level. He's hard to beat because it's, you know, second, third, fourth opportunity. Very rarely do you see Yuri Patera down and out. He's positionally sound. He's quick down low, and he, he puts himself in a position to be there and be square for the first stop. And if there's two, three, four rebounds, then fine. But very rarely do you see him get beat clean. So that's a matter of confidence. I think having goaltenders like Laurent Brassois and, and Michael Hutchinson to work with has benefited him. Uh, but he's also he's a guy who wants the net every night. So having guys who are you know, friendly competition with each other night in, night out is only going to help. Uh, but Yuri Patera, is, uh, he's not a player like the last two years who is getting AHL time and then a, a, a stint in Fort Wayne and then coming back. In this case, it would be Savannah, but he knows he's not going anywhere. He's an AHL goaltender through and through. Uh, and he's, I want to say over the course of his last 10 starts, he's given up two goal, more than two goals twice. Uh, it's just been a, uh, a very, very focused and a very, very sound uh, style at serving him well. All right, Brian McCormick, our guest with us. Brian, one last question before we let you go. You're from Long Island. Lou Lamarillo pulls off, a, I would say, a coup because I don't really feel like he gave up a ton to get Bo Horvat. What's the chatter like out on the island with your friends and family? <laughs> well, I come from a family Ranger fan, so there's oh, a whole no. lot of chatter. But, <laughs> you know, no, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. I would say, you know, Otto Ratty is one of their prized prospects. They gave away a first-round pick as well. So, you know, they, they paid what they could pay for him, and... The interesting thing, I guess, would be is, uh, are they done? Because I don't know if Bo Horvat alone makes, uh, transforms their roster, but that's certainly an indication that the Islanders look like they're all in. So if they're all in, what more work do they have to do? All right, Brian, thanks so much. I had no idea you were a Rangers fan. I, I, I thought, you know. He's smart. Yeah, well, you know, me and Lindsay were talking about if you qualify as friend yet or, or not, and I, I think being a Rangers fan, I, I'm not sure, man. I, I, you know, I grew up on the other side of the Hudson, so uh, – some some good memories though in the in the mid nineties the battles between the Rangers and the Devils. Brian, thanks so much for uh, jumping on with us. Hey. We will uh, talk to you soon. And uh, for everybody listening, get out there. Right, you guys play Colorado Friday and Saturday. Those games are at home, correct? Friday, Saturday at the DLC. The last games before the uh, All Star break. Hope you'll come down. Come down to M Resort tomorrow from two to three. You can meet Braden Pahal. And uh, yeah. I just watched the games in there, right, guys? So I look forward to doing that more this weekend. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, guys. All right. That's Brian McCormick. Uh, Lindsay, we are out of time here in this segment. So we're going to take our last break. We'll be back with Catching Up with Chapman, VGK Insider Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. All right, Catching Up with Chapman. No Darren, so no hello, Christopher. Or hi, Christopher. Uh, we, we were talking a little bit about uh, the, the, the All-Star game, but today Derek Carr named to the Pro Bowl, and I would imagine that the Raiders do not want him to play in the Pro Bowl, aside from the fact that it's awkward because he didn't play the last two games of the season, but Vinny Bonsignor, our 
friend over on Raider Nation Radio tweeted this out, that if Derek Carr, per Article 38, Section A slash B of the Collective Bargaining Agreement, if Derek Carr gets seriously injured in the Pro Bowl, the Raiders are on the hook to pay his salary in 2023, the full amount of his salary. Raider Nation will collectively be holding their breaths in that Pro Bowl, hoping Derek Carr does not get injured. want to give a big thanks to Jamie Hirsch, Brian McCormick, Lindsey Brown for sitting on the other side of the proverbial glass. This has been the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Join us tomorrow at the OYO, where we will talk to you then. Hasta luego.